Welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. I am your host, Ryan Hartley. This podcast is for heart-centered leaders just like you. I hope our time spent together helps you leave a heart print where those around you are left better than yesterday. These interview sessions are sponsored by our great friends at Elevate Online Marketing. On episode 181, I am joined by David Bryan. He is the founder of Keyturn. He is a love warrior and entrepreneur for humanity. In 2014, David founded Keyturn and has devoted his life to improving how people experience work and how value is exchanged between people in business. We have a wonderful conversation about what it means to be a love warrior and an entrepreneur for humanity. We share in David's story of love, grace, and a personal development journey that's helped him find freedom, renewed purpose, and inner peace. It's a great conversation. I really hope you hear the heart of David and his primary purpose and mission not being about business, but becoming a heart-centered, present man and a father to his kids. Episode 181 with David Bryan. Enjoy, my friends. David Bryan, welcome to the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast. How are you, mate? I'm great. Thank you, Ryan. It's um, such an honor to be here. I've been really looking forward to our conversation. Like You and I have been connected for about 12 to 18 months now. We've been part of a, the, the Go-Giver community with, with Bob, and we connected there. And I, I think, you know, when you just hear some people speak, you're like, he's my human like we use similar language yeah. similar kind of heart sets and uh so i'm really glad that i get to share you with our audience ah oh, i'm so excited yeah I, I feel the same way about you ryan it's the first time i heard you speak i was like wait wait wait, wait. who's who's this, guy? <laughs> who's like, this british guy this is my brother so <laughs> this is amazing yeah we have similar i think similar journeys and stories and and what we're really passionate about so i love it I love that. I was reading some of your posts and uh, I really like this Ram Dass quote that you said is that we're all just walking each other home. <laughs> we're all just walking each other home. And I, I'd love for you to kind of share with us a little bit about your journey and where you're returning home from. Like how you, you in one of your posts, it's like you've been a uh, man with a heart on your sleeve for 43 years. And I'd love to know a little bit about that time in between. Man, you're cutting straight to the heart, aren't you? That's <laughs> what we do. That's what we do. You're good at it. I like it. So I was uh, I was a pastor's kid. I was a PK growing up and uh, had all the requiring, you know, you need to do this. And this is this is the path you need to walk in life. And I was I was more the I'm the creative kid that's like looking around and then but I, I would go into the Sunday school and like play with the little kids and stuff when I was like in like high school, right? Like middle school and high school, just because I loved the light of children and I, and just the 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 joy and the happiness and and I was just so captured by this this beauty of life that seemed to as we age begins to be sucked out of us, right? And so I think that's what I'm really returning back to in my life, because um, I went on a path of I had, an, had a son at the age of 21, uh, very unexpected. And uh, so I had to cut my hair and get a real job, you know, put the guitar down. Stop I saw you had a man bum before they were cool. 
I did. <laughs> it was it was all curls, so it was yeah. it was really funny. But uh, when I brushed it out, it would it would literally Beautiful. like like this, and if I moved, it would just go whoa whoa. <laughs> so, so yeah, that was that was cut, and and then I had to get into sales because apparently I wasn't a good carpenter. Um, they got they got the carpenter I worked for. He said he said David, we really love you. He's like, we love keeping you around, but you're not worth shit when it comes to carpentry. Yeah. <laughs> so, so I got into sales and um, was in that for over a decade and experienced promises of like, oh, you're going to make this much money when you work here, right? And we create these big expectations to bring people into our companies, right? And, and I just kind of got, you know, I lost trust in leadership. Mm. I lost trust in leadership. And I knew that that's not the kind of leader I wanted to be, um, where we make promises just for short-term gains, right? Or short-term short -term wins. And I think that's what drew me to the book, The Go-Giver, was just realizing that, wait a second, you actually can be successful by and and provide for your family right by giving by being a giver by focusing on how do i add more value than i take in payment as bob berg says um you know and that's what really resonated with me but i didn't read the go-giver until a few years ago right yeah. so this whole journey of my life i think ryan was about I love what you say with that. It's really coming home to realizing um, in 2014, I set off on a mission to create a better way of doing business in the construction industry. Hmm. And we had to recover over $50,000 in unpaid wages for workers on three jobs, three jobs. They were large jobs, but in the Southeastern United States, and I was like, how much worse is this around the world if it's happening in the U.S. and the mm -hmm. like, richest country in the world? Like, why is this happening, right? Why is there so mm -hmm. much abuse in business? Why do we have to operate like that? And I just never believed that it had to stay that way. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm over-optimistic or whatever, but the last job we did, we saved 25% off the budget for the general contractors. So they won. Mm -hmm. And then um, all vendors and workers got paid on time accurate amounts. It was the cleanest, most organized job I'd ever seen and the superintendents everybody would ever seen because we tied in profit sharing for the workers into the extra profits. So they saw every brick as, their, as a dollar, <laughs> mm. right? So, so when we can learn to collaborate and work together and we don't have to be cutthroat, that's the world I want to live in. And I believe that there's a better way to do it. And so we proved it. That took me to Harvard Business School with a co-founder for six months who was at Goldman Sachs and Carlisle Group and all that, a world I knew nothing about, right? Yeah, I was yeah, a yeah. country boy from Tennessee and didn't graduate college, had a son at 21. And my son just graduated college on Saturday. Nice. And he's 22. Um, so, but here's the thing. 
in my pursuit of success to make a difference in the world, mm -hmm. I wanted to change the world. I wanted to make things better for everyone, right? Yep. I worked so much. I wasn't present with my kids. I was always on my phone. Yeah. I wasn't there really. I was there, but I wasn't there. And today I'm having to rebuild slowly relationships with my older kids because I wasn't there so much in their youth. So I'm working to do it right yeah. with my daughter, my youngest daughter, who's 11, um, and saying, you know what? I'm going to focus on being present with her. It's summertime. We're in the mountains right now. You know, we're going to go kayaking tonight, you know, down the river and my buddy and I and, and take our girls down it. And like, I want to make memories with them because yeah, I may not change the world and, or maybe I do, <laughs> maybe our company does scale globally and <laughs> changes human trafficking and, and modern day slavery and the way that people contract in business and so forth, you know, the pressures as a father uh, and then a founder of a tech company that like Mark Cuban and these big investors invested in, like that was a lot of stress and it broke me. Mm. And, and so I had to learn to live again, mm. had to learn to be again. And, and so I got into Wim Hof, the Wim Hof method, which I know you're into mm -hmm. um, meditation, breath work. I tried anything to deal with this chaos that was yeah. happening in my brain to slow it down and say, I want to just be here mm -hmm. and be with the people that are in my life. You know, a woman, one of my mentors, um, her name is Becca Stevens. She started a, um, an organization called Thistle Farms that takes women off the streets that are drug addicts and a prostitute in prostitution, mm -hmm. gives them a place to live, to heal for two years. Yeah. Wow. And, and then gives them a job making bath and body products that are mm -hmm. then sold to like Whole Foods in the United States. And they're multi-million dollar, like, public benefit corporation so it's this whole ecosystem they've created and she inspires me so much <laughs> and she said to me this she said david she reached down on the ground and she touched the earth and the dirt she put her hand in the dirt she said david we came from the earth and we're going to return to it if i can do a little bit of good while i'm here that's a life well lived so it's like learning to take the pressures off that I don't have to do everything, mm -hmm. but if I can do something for that little girl, right. And my kids and build relationships on that inner circle of where I'm at, that's what's going to matter in the end. So that's where I'm focusing the second half of my life on. So. Hey, my friends, thank you for being with us so far. I hope you're enjoying the interview. I just wanted to take a quick moment to let you know about our signature heart print coaching. Our Heartprint Coaching is for you if you're ready to go all in on becoming a heart-centered leader, ready to go all in on doing more of what you love, ready to see what you are capable of with support, 
guidance and accountability. You're ready to go on a rapid transformational journey that will change your life and others in as little as three months. Are you ready to show up with courage and share your gift with the world? Ready to start making an income and more impact by doing what you love? Ready to start leaving your legacy where those around you are left better than yesterday? In our Heartprint Signature Coaching, in our time together, I'll help you lead from your heart set. I'll help you develop other people and your team. I'll help you bring your heart work to the world. I'll help you start leaving a legacy and capturing examples of your impact. I will help you be someone you love, to do more of what you love, and to serve people that you love. It's an amazing opportunity for someone who's ready to go all in and be a heart-centered leader. I'll throw in loads of other bonuses, including your life languages profile, uh, access to our Master Heart and Mind membership, and even some Always Better Than Yesterday merchandise. Head to abty.co.uk forward slash coaching to find out more, and I look forward to connecting with you very soon. That's abty.co.uk forward slash coaching. Here we go. Back to the interview. Love that. What a great story. There's several things I'd love to to tap on um, and expand on. And I, I guess let's just take it straight back to the pastor's kid thing. Like I, I became a man of faith just three years ago. So I didn't grow up in a church. So there's a kind of freedom to my faith that I get to explore with curiosity without without feeling like whatever I learn new is 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 somehow challenging what I'd learned. It's a freedom for me to explore a relationship with God and with spirit. Mm. And, and um, how was that for you? Because many people that I speak to that, that grew up in the church in the early days almost go away from it. They do the opposite of what I've done, which is come towards it later. Mm. And they, they somehow go away from it. How have you kind of navigated that, that journey? Well, I, was, I literally was given an award my senior year in high school at a private school, prestigious private school. Um, it was all boys school. And um, I was given Christian Man of the Year Award. Ooh. Ooh, buddy, I'm telling you. And my why, is that dad, on your, why is that not on your LinkedIn profile? I did not put it on my <laughs> LinkedIn profile. <laughs> my dad actually spoke at our baccalaureate service when I was given that award and he was speaking and he spoke on um, Isaiah 43, you'll mount up on wings of eagles and, you know, and, um, and he literally six foot six. So he expanded his huge arms right out. And I'll never forget that moment um, with him there. And in that moment, I immediately remember feeling this pressure, like, I have to be like him. And I felt the pressure of needing to get it right, mm. like live right, like be all of this. And so to have a child out of wedlock mm -hmm, mm -hmm. was huge. I literally went before the church disciplinary committee I mean, they were on me, right? So all this shame. Yeah. Did they strip you of your title? They took, I, they should have. <laughs> and yeah. so, it, but I remember asking a, a theologian one time, I said, yeah. asked him, I said, help me understand the difference sure. in 
free will and predestination like these like yeah 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 yeah. And, and he goes like read chapter 12 of my book on page this i'm like that's your answer yeah 100 help a brother out come on <laughs> yeah it's like what and and i was like this is so like yeah. why do we have to be all up here 100 right it's here yes like when i feel when i listen to a powerful song by elevation worship or mm. something like that right or the song oceans right mm -hmm. like we all have heard most people have heard that song um and you hear that song and you're like why do i feel like moved by this like yes. i go to i cry all the time mm. so it's like like why am i crying right now to this song and i feel it here but i don't necessarily understand it up here mm. Mm. So my path in, in spirituality and, and religion and, and is to become more open and understanding and appreciative of others while still being able to hold to what I believe my faith persuasion is, because I, I really do feel like we're all just guessing anyway. <laughs> That's the punchline, yeah. isn't it? That's the punchline. We'll never figure it out in this lifetime. No. Like, and, and for me to sit here and say, I know the answer and yeah. you're, yeah. this is the way I may believe that to be true, yes. but I'm a human being that's yeah. like all of you. Right. And maybe there's chosen ones and I don't know, but <clears throat> for me, the path of spirituality has been to believing, I'll never forget, I was meditating a year ago. Um, it was about nine months ago, and I was in nature. And I was like, just in prayer. And I was like, I really, God, I need you to kind of come through on something that I'm dealing with. Mm. And, and I remember having this sense of being like, I already have, and you already have. And I was like, whoa, right? Like mind blown. And then all of a sudden I like, look, I mean, I must, I promise I did not take drugs, promise, right? <laughs> but the, the, it was like I was in this euphoric high of meditation where I don't know if you've ever experienced that, yeah. have you? Like where this powerful like whoa experience where i felt connected, connected. to everything around me yeah and i wasn't in lack of anything yeah and i realized in that moment i was like i really believe that's what god is mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and that i also believe that i know that i fall short man like i miss the mark a lot <laughs> And I'm not a perfect dad. I've made a lot of mistakes, right? And there's a lot of shame and guilt around all the ways I didn't show up for my kids growing up. And yet I've somehow got to let go of that. Yeah. And that's where the message of grace and Jesus mm. really hit my heart big because i'm like that makes sense to me that's just my experience but i have 
friends that are Hindu and Muslim, and I love them, and I love having conversations about help me understand your world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I so said. I, I want to explore, and I want to. We're all literally just walking each other home like that. Like exactly. Relax into yeah, yeah. that. I love that. And, and, you know, and I guess, like I said, with my freedom of learning is I, I love that the good book says that God is love, is light, is in all, is through all. And then I read books like Joe Dispenza that says that when we're in states of love, we emit biophotons, which is the measurement of light. So God is love, God is light, you know, literally made manifest through us. And that moment of connectedness, I was driving down the, the motorway, the freeway here in the UK. And then this just blackbird just flew across my path. And then, like, honestly, it was the most bizarre thing. Like, it was everything zoomed into this blackbird. And I could almost experience his little ribcage, his little heart beating. And, like, you know, you just come to and you're just like, what just happened? Yeah. <laughs> I, I felt at one with this blackbird thinking, that, oh, we've got more in common than when we don't. And I was like, what has just happened to me? And bear in mind, three years ago, I didn't want anything to do with this God guy, like <laughs> man of science and anything to do with it. So the fact that you and I are here and having a, a beautiful heart to heart, man to man conversation about these things is, is the humor's not lost on me. <laughs> mm. it's, it, it is a, it is a deep connection when you have those experiences and then you can share them with others and say, Oh, if you had something similar, like, Name a time in your life where you felt connected to God or connected to the earth or connected to another human being. Like, what was that like? Do you remember that feeling? Mm. Right. And, and as my favorite musician says, you know, he has a kind of a play on, on creation versus like the big bang and stuff like this and it's not that all of it can't exist or whatever but he he said it was a big mistake to have eyes that see yes to have love like this inside of me <laughs> to have lips that smile as i swim your kiss to have eyes that look forever in every part of this mm. right and it's like the song goes on and on and he's talking about like, how could it be a big mistake that I, that we feel? Mm -hmm. I love that. And, um, you know, a lot of what I see, and this is how I incorporate it all within kind of heart centered leadership is that when we get to that state of feeling connected with God mm -hmm. and that love in us, through us and around us, the natural byproduct of our behavior is more kind, it's more compassionate, it's more giving. So it's like even the things that Jesus said, do these things. If we, if, if we, if we forget the kind of parent-child relationship of do as I say and actually go, do you know what? Actually, if you do these things, yeah. good, things good things will happen for you and yeah. other people. And if you do these other things... Well, your life's not going to be really enjoyable. Maybe that's kind of hell on earth. Like, you know what I mean? And it's, sometimes we can take things too literally. Why do I want to be told what to do? Oh, I'm free. Because actually, if we follow the guide, actually, when you start to live and love and lead a bit like this, we find the byproduct being peace, mm. joy, love, kindness, curiosity, compassion. And isn't a world of where leaders have that in their hearts so much more um, uplifting? And I, and I love that. So let's get on to your, uh, your uh, public benefit company, Corporation. 
Um, I, I love the sentence that I read, which is about you got into this line of work to help reduce human suffering in business. And I think that really that one line is testimony to the fact that you can not only be people centered in business, but you can bring your heart to the business world. Yeah. It, uh, most of what I do, key turn is the name of the company. Yeah. And, um, it has been a labor of love for mm -hmm. 10 years now, um, and eight years full time. And I started it honestly, I've said before, like it, it was, Oh, I, you know, watch this, this, TED talk by Cameron Sinclair on thousands of workers in the country of Qatar preparing for the World Cup mm -hmm. um, that is uh, over a decade when they started building for it, thousands of workers had died due to right. poor working conditions and yeah. all this kind of stuff, right? And I'd been in the industry for close to a decade at the time and and kind of all levels of it, supply chain, construction, like, like managing workers on job sites, um, managing big budgets, stuff like that, um, to actually swing a hammer myself, which I wasn't very good at. Um, and, uh, <laughs> there's a pattern there, mate. <laughs> yeah, there's, a, there's a pattern. <laughs> there's a pattern. Live and learn. So, but I, I experienced so much like non-payment for work or delayed payment or slow payment. And I saw how people that live paycheck to paycheck experience what happened to them when they had no resources mm. and they were expecting a check on Friday. I literally had workers call me. They were like, my boss didn't call me. Can you help pay me? Can you help me? I'm in the car with my wife and my two kids because we were evicted from our apartment. Oh, wow. And I can tell you story after story of stuff like that. And I just experienced enough of that. And I knew a better way to do it. And I designed it over the years. And I was like, it's time. Mm -hmm. And then my a top real estate developer in the US who was an old client and friend of mine called me up one day and said, quit your job and start key turn. I was like, you're crazy. I just started making great money. I'm providing for my family. And you want me to go quit the job and start this company? He's like, he's like, David, you know how to fix this. Yeah. And I'm like, and I had no idea what I was signing up for when I did that. <laughs> but we've made some impact. We've made some change. And it's been hard as living is all get out to build the company over the years. It's a big platform of end-to-end -end material management. Um, and what that does is, have you ever been in a job where you didn't feel like you had the sufficient tools to effectively and efficiently do your job and provide value to the customers? Most of us have that experience in business. Like, well, I wish that, it, mm. why do I have to do this paperwork? Like, it's so inefficient. Or I accidentally filled something in wrong or someone read it the wrong way or whatever. So I just, I looked at it and I'm like, so many of the inefficiencies mm. in the flow of money 
in the construction industry alone. So all the way from the bank to the owner, to the general contractor, to the subcontractors, to the sub subcontractors, mm -hmm. and then the workers, the workers who need the money the most are the last ones to get that money. Yeah. And they're 67% of workers in the con U.S. construction industry lose an average of 15% of their wages on an annual basis. So what I did is at first I was like angry, right? I'm mad. I'm like, I want to change this, right? Yeah, and yeah. it's easy to point the finger at the owner, the GCs, the big corporations and stuff like that. And I'm friends with the labor unions in the U.S. and these labor groups and so forth. I've spent a lot of time with them, had them to my house for a three-day workshop. And then I realized I have to bring everybody together. Mm. Nobody's more valuable than another. The CEO has just as many, not maybe the same problems with the most yeah. impact, but they may have a sick mother in the hospital, a sick child in the hospital. Everybody's dealing with something some way. So if we can just, if I figured if we can automate and, and make things better, a better system so that that money can easily flow and everybody can get what they expect in the value exchange mm -hmm. with work, then the peace that that brings collectively on a global scale, potentially, can truly transform society. It's not just transforming an industry, it's transforming society. Mm -hmm. And so that's what lights me up, man. And then you, you start talking about addressing modern day slavery and human trafficking in and around that. Now that's some purpose. Yeah. But it's easy to get so wrapped up in your purpose that you lose sight of the purpose right in front of you with your children. Mm -hmm. And that's what I did. And so I'm trying to do it different now. Yep. 2019 was my very much wake up call to that moment of, uh, of, uh, yeah. I mean, I was building this wonderful thing called always better than yesterday. And unfortunately I still have that and my family intact, but it was very, very, there was, a, there was a lot of rebuilding, a lot of refocusing, a lot of prioritizing. So I know exactly what you uh, are alluding to. And I, and I guess, when did that kind of shit, <laughs> shit, where's, where's that wake up call come for you? Uh, it was, we'd raised about a million dollars in capital yeah. uh, in angel investor capital. And over a period of about three years, we ran through that capital and new investment didn't come through. Mm -hmm. um, and with some, we'd received term sheets, I mean, from investors and we were like, we want in, we want to invest this much money and all this kind of stuff. Yet our bank account was dwindling and dwindling. I mean, it's the, they call it burn and, you know, you're just, it's hard to build a tech company. And frankly, I'd never built one. And there's a lot of things I did wrong, like that I would do differently today that we are doing differently. But when that bank account went to zero, it was a wake up call. Hmm. And I literally drove Uber and Lyft for six to nine months, which has an amazing story behind it as well. Um, 
just to stay in the company and keep it alive mm-hmm. and pay my basic needs bills. I cut all my expenses. I did everything because I believed so much in what we were doing and I knew the value of what we created. Yet I also wanted to study Uber and Lyft's apps because we're building some more stuff. So I was like, okay, make the best of a tough situation, right? And then I was in my car listening to the audio book of The Mm -hmm. (laughs) Go-Giver. I listened to it three times. I realized that one of the reasons I wasn't being successful is because my focus was on what can you get me to help me get this company to where I needed it to go. So I entered every conversation with like, I was a, like, I mean, I was, and there's nothing wrong with like network marketing or whatever. And there's some good ones out there for sure. But do you ever feel like it's that person that's like, you're always a prospect. Yeah. 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 yeah, Right. And you just feel, you're like, can we just be friends first? Right. (laughs) Hey, come to my group. Right. So you're, so you get that feeling. And, and, and so I, I realized, wow, I've got to shift back to who I really am. Yeah. And it gave me permission. That book gave me the permission to do that. Yeah. I love that. It's um, really interesting. I really liked the post on your page, which is like, we're not funnels. Like you just, you just, that, that spidey sense that we know that somewhere they'll be, we're being sold to or groomed for the sale, or we're just waiting for the punchline or call to action. And just, I love your reminder that we are human beings and that there's a different way. Not only is there a different way, um, but you're like, it's time for change and we're bringing it. Yeah. And so, so, so often people forget that second bit, bring it like looking, look around. If there are things that make you angry, be part of the solution. And and I don't know whether I'm kind of joining two dots that don't really go, but in your awakening poem, you talk about maybe I needed me. Mm-hmm. Maybe I need me. And I guess how much of like of you connected to you, your story, and just the things that you're innately passionate about and how much does that kind of show up in, in, in your world and your work? Mm. It used to be disconnected. I felt like I had to keep them in silos, kind Mm -hmm. of, um, where the musician poet in me had to stay over here and it couldn't really be connected to what I did and building Keytron as a tech company and then building a new company with some some other really great people, uh, calling it Cultured, actually, about um, how do you develop culture in a company and retain and recruit the future workforce and we're working with a big company right now on that. And, and what I realized is if you can weave all these things mm. together, right? So what does that mean? So for key turn to work, people have to agree to operate and work collaboratively mm. and be transparent and accountable in the way that they operate. So there's a mm. system that you can engage in that can protect your money, mm. but you got to be willing to operate collaboratively. Well, a lot of people have never been trained how to do that. So I helped start this other company that's going to be focused on helping corporations train their employees on how do in, but we use technology and audio video, all this kind of stuff. Um, and then we have data analytics and metrics that kind of connect it in all together. 
And then we use the, there's a book called Winning on Purpose. Mm -hmm. It is incredible. It is the, by uh, Fred Reicheld, I think from Bain Consulting. Mm -hmm. And it's, I, I was telling uh, Jay Dubler, who's in the Go-Giver Success Alliance, um, he told me to read that book and I've been blown away by it. And it's truly like a manifesto for the future of business, how we should really operate, how we really want to operate in business. Mm -hmm. So he has this concept of huddles. How do you bring your teams together and stuff? So, but it's like creating these, these, how can you weave it in all together to help people? It's all about people and learning to say, you know, we as men, a lot of times, well, I've got to be tough. I can't show my heart, you know, <laughs> right? You let you live and breathe that, right? And I love that. And it's like, no, 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 no. I'm going to show my heart and I'm going to cry if I want to cry. I'm going to share about what's on my heart, mm. right? Did you as a man cry when your child was born? Mm. Maybe you didn't cry, but you certainly felt some feelings that you'd yeah. never felt before. That is for <laughs> sure, right? Yeah. And it's, and it's bringing that spirit into things. And I, I playfully said that, you know, last year there was a bunch of grown men crying over a football game in Wembley Stadium. And it's just simply trying to find things in our day-to-day -day life that gives us purpose and meaning because it takes us 40 hours at, at minimum a week away from those we love. Ugh. And it and it sure as heck better be worth it. Because otherwise, I guess I'm, I imagine a lot of people are unfulfilled by the work that they do. Yeah. But I, I want to touch on one of the ways that you describe yourself in your Facebook bio, which says that you, David Bryan, are a love warrior. What does it mean to be a love warrior? Uh, love that. Love warrior, entrepreneur for humanity. What does that mean? Mm. Um, I believe a love warrior is, you know, I think there's a call in men. If anyone's ever been to date with destiny at with Tony Robbins, one of the best experiences of my life, it's his main kind of signature program. Mm -hmm. And it was very transformative for me. Um, my number one takeaway from Date with Destiny was only create stories that I want to become true. Mm. Only create, mm. we tell these stories in our head of what, when we replay these things, but like, I only want to think about and create stories in my head. Like I can say, oh, well, that person's thinking this about me, right? No, like <laughs> I want to think, I want to think that they're thinking that they want to build a relationship, an authentic, loving relationship. And so it date with destiny, Tony Robbins has this thing where he takes all the men and he says, men, I want you to feel this experience. Right. And he just stands and he looks, he says, all stand up, stand up. So all the men in the room stand up. And he just stares at him and looks at him. And he's just like, freedom, <laughs> like this, right? And every man in the room goes, freedom. <laughs> yeah, right? Like, it's like Braveheart, right? And you're just like, we all as men have this desire to be like, I want to charge into battle for a worthy cause. Yeah. And I believe with 
all of my being that we all want to do that. And what is more of a worthy cause in life than love? Yeah. Beautiful. And I want to be a love warrior. Mm. I want to create, find love, create love, connect people with love. Like that's what lights me up, man. And I know it does you too. And I think that's why we were like, like this brother, you know, and, and I want to see if we can pour more love into the world, into businesses and stuff like that. You know, I just want, I like, like this sounds really funny, but I really want to just go put my arms around Vladimir Putin and just be like, dude, I, you just need a hug, bro. Mm. Like, this anger and all this stuff rage that you've got in your heart and you're just tearing stuff up everywhere like where in his journey of life did he not experience love mm. that caused him to become the man he is today mm. and how many more leaders that are leading with an iron fist right or as Stephen M. R. Covington's book talks about um, command and control yeah. like you do this or else or so I just man that's what love warrior is to me I just it's all about how can we spread more love and then if I can do that exponentially with scale with a tech company that can enable that at scale that's pretty fun <laughs> mm. so I understand that you're off to Waffle House very shortly. What will your Waffle House topping be? So I'm gluten-free, so I can't eat the waffles. But the girls will probably, I, there's probably going to be chocolate chips. <laughs> probably some chocolate chips. They're going to have um, definite syrup. So, um, yeah, they're they're going to load it up. So but I can't, they can't high. eat too they can't eat too much because we're going kayaking tonight. So oh, you watch them. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That'll that, I'm sure that'll happen, right? <laughs> yeah. My Man, friend. I want to I want to say real quick before you yeah, go, your story about when you lost your dog. We've talked yeah. about this before. Yeah. But the way that you brought your children into that experience with you was beautiful man like you you truly are making a difference in the world and i'm honored to be your friend and and thank i want you, to support you and everything that you're doing and i believe in you so thank you wow thank you and and you know what that that's another god moment because um i don't know how much i explained of the story but you know my dog was missing teeny little thing no collar very dark at night is in the middle of winter and she was in an area of town that we've never even found. And, and I, I think you're familiar with the Heart Math Institute and this understanding that if we elevate our emotions and our thoughts and we send it out to the into the universe, into the field, that in some way these animals can pick up on our vibes, right? There's mm. some research by the Heart Math Institute that says that when this loving, when this boy directed loving thoughts and intentions towards his dogs, uh, his dog, their um their heartbeat started to synchronize. <sighs> So I, I had this belief in both faith and God. I needed God's help at this point. I was on my knees. Um, I, oh, I just did not want to be going home to tell the kids that their dog was not coming home. Like I couldn't bear that thought. Um, and I just kept walking around with this loving intention. And, and I was walking down this back alley in the middle of nowhere. 
it was almost like last hope. I didn't really know where else to look beyond this. We had driven all around town, this three, four miles, square mile. And I walk up and and I just hear this little rustling in the, in the bush, literally right next to me. It's like she waited till I was right in front of her. And out she popped and I was like, unbelievable, my friend. I, that was, <laughs> but, but the story before that, a friend of mine kind of, have you got time for this very short? Quick yeah, story? please do. I, I was searching a different field and uh, my friend James, um, he, he had received a message from my wife earlier in the day as part of a WhatsApp chat. And so he was aware that my dog was missing. He was at a friend's house who was just dishing up for, for, for food. And he was like, I need to go. And he ran into the field next to this house thinking that he was going to find my dog. Yeah. I was just about to go to tears my first moment of weakness of this search going to tears and i see someone in the corner of my eye i think right just stop crying like so and it was him <laughs> and he was uh, i was like what are you doing he was like, i don't know he's like i just felt like i needed to run into the field i thought i might find your dog i didn't expect to find you and he just gave me a hug i cried on him and he just prayed over me and said that oh, he hopes that i am the beacon that brings sage my dog home and I just mm -hmm. kept that in my heart and my mind. And again, that little interaction, I think God, God sends good people. You know, the, the, these are my saints in my life. And he was one of them on that occasion. And they just reminded me to keep the faith, keep the faith, keep the faith. And, you know, I couldn't have done it on my own. And, and yes, yeah, so thank you for acknowledging that moment where I took the kids back because it, it was, you know, they had to see that we could, I couldn't explain it. I wanted them to see how much of a miracle that moment was. I wanted them to experience in the, in the, how good God was for us in that moment, because that was beyond me. That was beyond us. Um, that was beyond understanding. And uh, yeah, so thank you for bringing that up. Yeah, absolutely. Keep telling those stories. Keep making the magic happen, man. You're making a difference. Thank you, man. How can people connect with you? How can they find out about more about the incredible work you do in the world? Ah, uh, um, I, I guess my, to know the most about me, I know that I'm supposed to with business and I'll, I'll do more LinkedIn soon, but I, I really love Instagram because yeah, <laughs> yeah. I can be kind of all of me in a way there and I can write my poetry and then I can yeah. talk about things that I care about. So that's it, uh, at david.brian, um, uh, on Instagram, or you can email me at david.brian at keyturn.com, K-E-Y-T-U-R-N.com. So. I love that. You're, you're an incredible human being. I love what you're doing in the world. And uh, and I know that um, there's so much love in your life and uh, you know your partner as well is, is just, it's beautiful to see, beautiful to observe. I'd love to come and spend some time in your company soon. Um, yeah. What does the phrase always better than yesterday inspire in you? Mm. every day is a new start and my true i believe that wholeheartedly i wake up today and i'm gonna be like oh it's it's gonna be it's gonna be better today you know i'm gonna i messed up here and i'm gonna do it different today or i'm gonna I get, I get to, I get to make it even better today than it was yesterday. Yeah. I love the way you say that. I, it, it really, it's really inspiring. It's new grace, isn't it? It's new day, new grace. And I, I think new opportunities. And I, and I love the way that you just have such a heart within the way that you speak, the way that you communicate. Like I've never been around men that are, uh, um, 
are poets you know i've always been around kind of lyricists and artists you know but just to experience your poetry it's um man it's captivating mm. i really enjoy it so keep keep creating my friend it's uh it's a great way of uh, it's not a modality that i'm used to and I, and i really really enjoy it my friend i'd be honored if you'd leave us with a a final thought from your good self Do the work necessary in yourself to discover who you are and the traumas that you've experienced and understand and unwrap those stories mm. so that presence, when triggers happen or stress happens and things like that, we're able to breathe into that moment and lead with love but it takes a lot of work internally to do that. And that's my encouragement to everyone is it's worth it. It's worth it. And the ice baths are optional. Uh, not for me. <laughs> <laughs> that is the one thing the ice, but the Wim Hof method has been the number one most impactful thing for my personal mental health. What do you think that is? It shakes, it, it forces you into a fight or flight state, which is what triggers do. If you have PTSD, like I do, um, it forces you into that fight or flight state and it trains you that, no, 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 no. You can, you can handle these situations. And that first time when you're in the ice and you're, you're you go into fight or flight, right? You're stressed. <laughs> But that moment when you you breathe, you're breathing, and then your body goes calm in ice. Do what the body. <laughs> yes, it's right. <laughs> Do yeah. what you are capable of doing. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. I'm with you on that. And you I'm hear a whim in your in your ear. Yeah. But that that's literally been the most transformative for me. Love that. Thank you so much for your time, brother. Thank you. Hey, my friends, thank you for making it to the end. I hope that our time spent together today has left you a little bit better than before you push play. I'd really appreciate if you just took a moment to leave a review to allow me to meet more people where they are and hopefully leave them a little bit better too. If you're curious to know how I, through Always Better Than Yesterday, can serve you, your team, your organisation, then head to alwaysbetterthanyesterday.com to connect. And while you're there, let me know one or two things that you're going to do as a result of listening to this conversation. I absolutely love hearing your thoughts, your reflections, and the things that this spark in your own heart and mind. If you want more insights from my heart and mind, I do send out short episodes on a Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, and Friday. And again, I hope that they serve you well. I appreciate you listening. I'm Ryan Hartley, host of the Always Better Than Yesterday podcast, a podcast for heart-centered leaders just like you. Keep leading, my friends. Always love.